0: Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Welcome back to another bonus episode of Motown and Coney. Back with my main man, Tommy. What up, doe? So I had an interesting take for this um, bonus episode. Mm -hmm. It's June. Okay. Basketball season is wrapping up, basically. You got the WNBA. Uh Uh-huh. And you've got Major League Baseball pretty much as the only two <laughs> sports in town right now. I mean, the NHL playoffs is around, uh, but that will be ending in a, in a few weeks. Right. NFL, I mean, training camp doesn't start till uh, what, end of July. Yeah. Hall of Fame game is usually the first week of August or so some time before the NFL Um uh, Starts up again. So, really, you only got two sports to tune into. Major League Baseball and the WNBA. And golf. And,
1: but that don't count.
0: Yeah, I only watch golf as Tiger Woods is playing. Them. Yeah, he ain't been... Uh, nah. Oh, and then, you know, we'll have uh, Wimbledon, which I do enjoy. Oh, um, yeah. Yeah, for sure. U.S. Open, but those are like... Just a couple a couple of weeks of events
1: mhm, so what you gonna invest your time in then but i
0: I'd rather <laughs> truth be told I'd rather watch the w n b a than
1: major league baseball that is so true that is so true i am I feel the same way, so why do you feel that way, Ronnie?
0: and I played baseball growing up i've I do like going to a baseball game. Mm -hmm. Baseball doesn't translate well on on TV like the other sports, in my opinion. I agree. Feel like the NFL sitting vent to watch it on TV. You even got the red zone now. The NBA. Whether you love Charles Barkley and Shaq and all them, or Reggie Miller, or uh, even Stephen A. Smith, Jalen, they have much better analysis, commentators, what have you, than Major League Baseball. Uh,
1: I'm I'm in kind of sort of agreement with with it. Um. (laughs) You know why, well, in my opinion, I think they're just missing, like, iconic uh, players. Black players, yeah. I'm, I'm going to say black players.
0: Yeah, because it's funny because Ali is almost two. Mm-hmm. Um, I got him a T boss ball set so he knows to put the ball on the tee and hit it. And um, so I decided to go on YouTube and I pulled up Ken Griffey Jr. highlights and it's like, damn, I, I miss. Yeah. Your your Ken Griffey Juniors, uh, Frank Thomas, Frank the Big Hurt, Frank Thomas, Cecil Fielder, yeah, Cecil Fielder, things. Prince Fielder, um, even uh, pitching wise, I know the White Goodens a little bit before a time, but uh, mm-hmm. C C C C hmm
1: pitcher iconic, yeah, it just feels like it just feels like with with baseball in our community we don't have the transcending african american players that can come in and talk shit and uh and it's crazy too with baseball they don't have a helmet on their heads and there's a lot of players on the baseball team so you got to stick out and you got to be able to back your shit up too even like i like
0: mookie Mookie Betts, yeah. yeah but, I like, I love it. Like, Mookie. even here, though, in Detroit, at one time you had Curtis Granderson. Um, Austin, Just didn't stick out, though. Yeah. yeah. Austin Jackson was a back player. Um, didn't Tony, stick out. Tony Clark, which I know most of you are like. He who? was dope. No, he's he, dope, He's, he's had he the Players dope. Association now, but yeah. he played right here in, in Detroit. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, oh, shit. What was the other dude that we have? I think he does uh – Damn it! He does commentary for um for the Tigers. Oh, Craig Monroe, Craig, dope. And we need, but see the thing about those guys too. I wanna, I want them guys to like talk shit, man, and like baseball is well, missing that. Well, and then the like even like
0: so, Ken Griffey Jr. wasn't a big shit talker like that, but I mean just seeing him home run derby with his hat mm-hmm. to the back, the the twenty four Nike song. Yeah, he had the classic Ken Griffey swing. Yeah, um, he talked shit with his play. Yeah, yeah. Then you had players like Gary Sheffield. Dope, Damn, He was a shit talker, and he would yeah. punch your head off too. Yeah, and he used to stand there swinging the at, waiting on the pitch to see yeah. in the bat go back and yeah. forth like that. Um, you had the crime dog, uh, Fred McGriff. Yeah. Um, David Justice,
1: which probably is more
0: famously for being Holly Holly Berry's
1: first husband. (laughs) Yeah, like, I miss iconic players like that, man, and um, we don't really have many to to choose from, so it's really tough, man. And I just hope that somewhere down – because it's hard watching some of these players that come from overseas.
0: Yeah. Interviews. Yeah, when they do, like (laughs) – Like not not to I'm you know to belittle or you know <laughs> no but Miguel Cabrera has been in the United States since he was what seventeen sixteen mm-hmm. and he's now thirty eight thirty nine and to give to watch him give an interview is is sometimes painful and I'm a big hockey yeah. fan and you know yeah. hockey players come from all over and a lot of them get better interviews yeah. <laughs> than a lot of these major league baseball players i also think major league baseball has a marketing issue on their hands like they do you mentioned mookie Betts. we don't see commercials with mookie Betts on them yeah and that's hello mike it, mike th- thank you mike Trot. We see him superstar, but he doesn't even have commercials like that anymore. Like I remember, you would see Ken Griffey Jr. on a commercial, Sammy mm-hmm. Sosa, Mark McGuire. right? Especially when they had they had the home run shakes. Dick, remember the whole Chick did the long ball mm-hmm. routine? Yeah, Cecil Fielder, you Frank Thomas is probably the most memorable. Major League Baseball star, uh, marketing watcher, and he's still doing Neutrogenic commercials <laughs> yeah. and stuff. And- yeah, he is.
1: And, and see, this is the thing. Like, if you're baseball, who you going to appeal to? Because you know what baseball reminds me of, and this is going to be a weird analogy. They remind me of, like, Vans sneakers. Vans is like, we're not going to ever come out with a commercial. You already know who we are, so just buy our shit. No, that's not how it works. Like, you have to introduce a new generation to what you have, and and plus it's not shoes. Like, you just don't wear it out. So a lot of people, okay, so you can't stop wearing a baseball cap. That's the way they look at it. Like, everybody's going to wear a baseball cap. Yeah, the old English D is memorable. Yeah, and the socks. and Don't get me wrong, but it's all about the players too, man. Like, how can we sell jerseys? How can we do this? Because a lot of players, they don't have names on their backs. Yeah. A lot of jerseys that we have don't have names on their backs, and a lot of the players are forgettable.
0: And at one point as a kid, and I could do this with the Pistons and the and the Lions and even uh, the Red Wings, mm-hmm. I can name more Red Wing players
1: than I can Tiger players right now. I know. That's sad, and I can too. Maybe, you know what, maybe it's just – maybe – I was gonna say maybe it's the region that we stay in. I don't know because so the
0: WNBA is what in fourteen cities right now. Mm-hmm. I can name more WNBA players than I can major league baseball players.
1: Let's see, now I'll be lying to you because I, I I can, but but that's like that's different for me though because I do play fantasy baseball, so I'm looking at it through a different yeah. aspect, so a different lens. But, no, I agree with you. The average person probably can't even tell you 10 baseball players. And if they do, they're going to name 10 players that's probably not even in the league anymore or they're retired. Or they're not even really active.
0: Does he he still play like Aaron Judge is probably the most marketable star right now? And I don't see him that often in commercials. Right. And he plays in the one of the media capitals of the world. Him and Mookie bets for them to one to be in New York and the other to be in LA, like I feel like there should be more marketing
1: around them. That's true. And for some reason, they just they can't get it right. And I'm like, if you're gonna if you're gonna go out and you're gonna put a marketing strategy together and like who are you trying to attract, I mean, try to get at least some type of dollars. Can you get black dollars? I, Can you get like yeah. something like? I I, I feel
0: like even with the influx of Hispanic, um, Latin America people to the United States, like I feel like where's the marketing campaign geared towards them? Geared towards them too. That's what I was saying. Like where do you with, with as many Hispanic and Latin American, Venezuelan, Puerto Rican, and Dominican mm-hmm. players
1: that's in the league now? And still doesn't gear towards nobody. I don't even know baseball. If you go to baseball's fan base, the majority of the time, people don't even fuck. People are just going there just to enjoy the game, but they're not even really watching the game. Yeah, it's the atmosphere. Yeah, it's the atmosphere. They're not even really watching the game, and they really don't give a shit about what's going on unless somebody hits a home run. And home runs are down so much.
0: Yeah, like, and I, It's funny because I used to think the NHL and the Gary Batman was the worst commissioner in sports, but... I think Rob Manfred has replaced him.
1: By three football fields. <laughs> he has to be the fucking worst. And the thing that hit NHL was the lockout hurt them. So a lot of teams, like we we mentioned this before in previous podcasts, people traditionalists like me and you, we miss when the salary cap was increased that way you can get players and keep up uh, you know iconic uh Teams like the Red Wings, because we used to value off of, you know, not only our draft picks, but we would value off of bringing in free agents. Mm
0: -hmm. Now with the salary cap being doo doo, this a free agent. This used to be a free agent destination. Everybody,
1: yeah. Now you can't do anything because when you go to Florida, so people. I always say this with Florida, and I hate, I hate this. It's like they get tax breaks, so you don't. That's the reason why Andamooka Sue left. The uh and, and Sue left. It's the reason why a lot of players and a lot of teams down there thrive because they're able to get players and not pay them much, and they get tax breaks mm-hmm. off of the dollars. It's the reason why LeBron James went down to South Beach. You get the maximum dollars down there. Florida, t- yeah, um,
0: Texas, another state with no income tax. Yeah. Um, we talked about this in um previous podcast.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, Las Vegas, no,
1: yeah, Las Vegas too. But um, it just makes it hard for teams like and like it's not the best atmosphere, you know, coming up to uh, coming up to uh, the northern uh, yeah, region.
0: But, but I I just feel like the NHL, Major League Baseball, like their marketing game has to, because let let's be honest, the mm-hmm. NFL is king, right?
1: Right.
0: the NBA. Next, right there is the NBA. The NBA has done a phenomenal job. Uh, Shout out to, um, well, rest in peace, David Stern Mm -hmm. uh, for his vision. And Adam Silver just keeps building upon it. Um, I think we both could agree Adam Silver, the best commissioner in sports. Right. Yeah. But I think after you get past the NBA, there's a um, craters – a uh, uh, crater the size of the Grand Canyon between them
1: and, and the NHL and Major League Baseball. Right. And that's why I, I know I had mentioned NBA over NFL because I feel like with NBA, with NFL, is so many players, right? And they're trying to get you one player from that team. If you're in a, if I'm looking at it market wise, like local market wise. So they're trying to get you one player from that team that can be your, uh, that can be that focal point, because of course they got it on helmets. So, who was the, if you think about every team and you try to pick that one player to be your focal point, it's so hard to do that. But the NBA has circled the market to where everybody feels like they're in your local market. Like, if you're here, if you're in Michigan, if you're in Florida, you're in Texas. How can you not like Steph Curry? Oh, you don't like Steph Curry? How can you not like LeBron James? Oh wait, wait, you don't like LeBron James? How can you not like Kevin Durant? Oh wait, you don't like him? Let's bring in Adakumpo. Let's bring in Jason Tatum. Let's bring in Paul George. Let's bring it's somebody for everybody, even if it's not even in your local market. And then add on the people to your local market that's awesome.
0: Oh, can I know we're talking about marketing, but did you hear James Worthy comments about today's NBA?
1: Yeah, I did. I Did listen to uh, his comment. Um, it got a lot of flock back, too. Yeah,
0: um, just to share with some people what he said. He's uh, and he, he was actually speaking to a, a local radio show here in Detroit when they asked about today's NBA. He said. The game has diminished since players are either not going to college at all or only playing, playing one year. He said, I mean, Kareem had four years with John Wooden, Michael Jordan, and I had three years for Dean Smith. Isaiah, referring, referring to Isaiah Thomas, had some years with Bobby Knight, so you learned the fundamentals. Then he went on to say, not only that, you learned how to live, you learn how to balance it. Your freaking checkbook in college, there's a lot of things. When you don't get that, guys are coming to the NBA who are not fundamentally sound. All they do is practice three, lift weights, get tattoos, tweet, and go on on social media. That's it. Yeah.
1: No lies told there. And that's sad, but it's true.
0: It's true. Do you disagree? Yeah. I feel like he comes off like the the old man that's telling the kids to get off his line. No,
1: no, because if you think about today's NBA, a lot of guys really don't have the fundamentals to, to play the game. Look at Detroit right now. Look at the – we drafted a young man named Killigan Hayes. Don't, we don't know what the hell he's going to be. We have to wait another three or four years to know what he's going to be. Killing
0: Hayes is a bad example because he's an international no, that's player.
1: <laughs> I'm just but saying he's an international. It's not like he went to, but he didn't go anywhere. He didn't do anything. F- but he was playing international. That, so that's my that's my whole thing too. I mean, so I think so. You're trying to tell me from him playing international ball, you don't think he would have got a better understanding of the game if he would have did a couple years in college. That's what Worthy is saying. Worthy is saying like you get guys they get a better understanding of the game and a, a better uh, outlook on life so, from a, a different perspective. He,
0: here's my issue with what Jane Worthy said. Mm-hmm. Some aspects may be true. Some guys will benefit for going to college for a year or two. Um, I think that's why I name image and likeness is so important because the guy, the guy do need to to make money because you got university profiting. Uh, millions of dollars in NCAA profits and billions of dollars. Where I think he gets it wrong, uh, mm-hmm. if he would have just left it at fun- fundamentals, fine. I could see that. I could, and we talked about this when we talked about Steph Curry in a previous podcast. You know, I could see a gripe right with them wanting to shoot threes all the time. Got that? Check. Okay. What I don't like is the whole all they're doing is lifting weight and getting tattoos. That's the
1: old man get off my line type mentality. <laughs> but he's not wrong with that though. He's not wrong. <laughs> but he's not wrong. You do have a lot of guys, a lot of big men in the league. And and this is this is my gripe with the league right now. You have a lot of guys that are bigs, and they don't know how to go down low and learn.
0: Because the to-
1: game has fundamentally changed, though. That's not necessarily their fault. No, it is their fault because you can't grab. Okay. You can't graduate from elementary. This you can't go from elementary to school to twelfth grade, right? Right. And graduate. I watched a man in our local market by the name of Andre Drummond. He can't shoot a mid-range jumper. He doesn't have a low post game. He came back the next season with shooting threes. Sir, how the hell you go so, from ducking the ball to shooting threes, so, but you can't hit a mid-range so, jumper I, or a layup so, or a free throw?
0: So I don't. So personally, I don't think.
1: That makes no sense.
0: College is is the issue there. I'm going to tell you where I think the breakdown is coming from. Okay. And I got friends that coach AAU and I know families that take their kids to play in these AAU. I think AAU is the problem.
1: Oh, come on. Not AAU. No,
0: now I'm gonna sound like the old man get off <laughs> my
1: You No you did. No, because think about No it. No
0: here just okay, just Just hear me out. I got you. James Worthy is saying they lack fundamentals, right? Right. The first place you gain fundamentals at is middle school ball, high school ball. Mm-hmm. Like when I played in in, in middle school and stuff, It was all fundamentally based. We're going to run this play. We got these options. You're going to do this. You're going to learn how to drill with your left and right hand. Right. How to do a layup. How to throw the right pass. You learned plays. AAU ball is where the isolation first started to come in at. You got players that they're trying to get NBA looks. So fundamentals don't get taught in AAU ball lots of times because – the
1: coaches, this they bread basket, but but the, at the same, I understand what you're saying too, and I actually agree with what part of you part of you saying. But I'm looking at it from James Worthy's standpoint, and from from you know my point of view also, is it comes around as you know how they say it takes a, a community to raise a child, it takes a community of everything all together to come up. Like you need a little bit of everything. I even think that some people actually need to go out and play some street ball too. Because you got a lot of guys that are emotional. And street ball teaches you how to build character. So when you talk yeah, to SmackDown, like, ball, that's what like I about. remember
0: I remember like, shoot, I got
1: fought in a street ball game. Like father, like ain't no blood. I'm like, what the hell you feel? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. That's why I said that builds character and toughness too. <laughs> and like it helps you with your shit talking. So I I mean You need all of it. I just don't like the
0: whole because part of like going back to the 80s, the James Worthy era, mm-hmm. like course magic could, could play in today's NBA. Uh huh. Kareem could. I don't know if Jane Worthy is a Hall of Famer in today's NBA.
1: Excuse me, what? <laughs> oh my god, no, I don't know if you remember that uh North Carolina team with, with Michael Jordan. I remember this. He was the man on that team. And there was another dude on that team named Sam Perkins that was the man on that team. Jordan was third on that team. I know. So, and then when he transitioned to NBA, of course, Magic was Showtime. Magic was the man. So, But then that's my other gripe. And then crazy averages.
0: You're criticizing today's NBA player for fundamentals. Yeah. Y'all started revolutionizing the game with
1: Showtime. I know, but what, what has the game gave you right now that you can say that stood out? Like the game is giving you nothing right now except for people Okay,
0: so I'll give you this. Part of the reason why I enjoy watching Golden State so much mm-hmm. is because you don't have a lot of the ISO ball that you see other teams do, the the, the we gonna ISO it for such and such and they you can tell they actually run plays.
1: They run plays, but a lot of it, a lot of it is is geared towards a live by die by the three. We've seen Golden State, and I'm not gonna say they're lucky because everybody's skilled. They get paid to shoot the ball, so of course they're practicing this 24 seven. But a lot of their games are live by die by the three. And I remember watching the Lakers or like the Bulls. They went on dominant runs, like they dominated the teams to where. I remember they lost that game against uh, the Dallas Mavericks, and people was nervous, like, shit, they can lose some more games because everybody knows that but they're streaky. <laughs> Everybody's living by dying by the three. I don't know
0: if I can they, – they've been to the final
1: six of the last eight years. Yeah, but they had something different. They had a lot of different pieces back then. I think, th- I think they a have a lot different.
0: of little pieces now.
1: Well, if you look at their past teams, Rodney – they kinda had it to where they had an offensive rebounder that can grab Looney's playing lights out for some reason. He's not really that great. Um it could be it could be the bounce of the ball, but I think if you look at this past series with Dallas, I think, Dallas had like a 30 something point lead in a almost. I think, Looney, thir- almost I think third. Looney
0: is um I think he's better than what most people have given him credit for in the past.
1: I think Looney's terrible, but he's I like him. Looney's awful, Rodney, <laughs> but you know what it is right now? This is the big man right now. I think he just scored, for the first time in his career, he just scored like 18, 19 points in the playoff game, probably 20 points is his playoff hire, I think. Just so I,
0: I, I, I am very interested to see when they face a more defensive-minded team like Miami or Boston, what happens. Yeah. Um, and I do think Boston and Miami are better coached than
1: Dallas. I thought Dallas. I thought Dallas had a. They got a great coach in Jason Kidd, but they just <sighs> played with what they had. They played with what they had. They had. No I don't like
0: Jason Kidd as a coach, but that's just me.
1: <laughs> I mean, they, you got to think about the team that they had. I don't know what Dallas was, and it, I was kind of surprised that they beat. Um, I was kind of surprised that they beat the Suns, but the Suns had injuries. So I, but you can't say anything about that because it's, it's part of the game. The same thing with the Bucks. The Bucks would have beat. Oh, uh, here we go. I'm just saying. I know injuries are part of the game. Oh, uh, here we go. Oh, okay. So I got a really good one for you. Since you're saying here we go. So in your mind, do you believe that that Golden State Warriors team would have lost to the Toronto Raptors if KD and Clay wasn't hurt? No. There you go right there. So you're trying to tell me Middleton would have made no impact in that game. They lost a couple of those games by a few points. They got blew out one time. Middleton would have made an impact to where they would have beat the Boston so, and they won the championship. If Chris Paul wasn't hurt, Chris Paul was hurt. He had a quad injury. And then um, they said Aiden was having issues with um, with the coaching. So that's a whole nother subject. But I believe a healthy Chris Paul – with the Rockets when they went against the uh, – the, and they had the uh, the the Golden State Warriors. I'm just saying. I, I, so I, I get what you're saying. I, Injuries play a huge part. They do. Yeah. But at the same time, Rodney, I believe that players like Looney – I looked at something with Rudy Gobert. Rudy Gobert was like a defensive – like one of the top defensive – yeah. He's like one of the top defensive people – for the past eight years, and they're like, damn, he's, um, you know, they had him as, like, the top big man for the past eight years. Shaq only had that three times. Ben Wallace had it five. Oh, it was six years in a row. Ben Wallace only had it five. And Rudy Gobert has the highest honor of being, like, the uh, most dominant big man through that long stretch, you know, grabbing rebounds, getting blocks, all that stuff. He's the only big man.
0: And he's not gonna win a damn thing. He's not
1: gonna win anything. He's the only big it, Spider. Besides, besides MB, the Joker, and Rudy Gobert there's nobody else. Everybody else is just like just right there. Just they're like lower tier older.
0: Uh, positionless basketball.
1: And they, they can't do anything. So this is my my question to you, right? Man, we you gotta get out coming. of here. You know what's coming. So I just seen something where they said, um, and it's almost time to go. They just said some. Uh, it was KD who tweeted out something about. Oh,
0: can somebody please take his damn phone? <laughs> if there is one person that does not need to be on Twitter, it's
1: Kevin Durant. But go ahead. Kevin Durant basically said, in the nineties, who's who's what big men can their game can transcend transcend over to today's game.
0: Take his phone.
1: Take his phone? Because he said a lot of players, he don't believe a lot of players from the 90s can transition to today's game. And I think just, that they would thrive and be Just better.
0: big men? Yeah, just just, big, just top, top of my head, Shaq. Yeah. The Admiral. Yeah. Patrick Ewing. Yeah. King Elijah one. Yeah. I'm trying to think of other big men. Okay. I'll give him like. Your D- Dudley's and two. yeah,
1: at one point, either they got him as the power forward or he was the center. Uh, building beer, yeah, I I believe that too. He was the first pick and pop. Yeah, no pick and roll, pick and pop. Most uh, what's my man that played for the Bulls? Uh, uh
0: Cartwright. No, the white boy, Luke Longley. That his name.
1: Oh, yeah, Luke Longie had a jumper, too. Like, people sleeping on him.
0: I'll give him, like, Rick Smith probably wouldn't have played in today's NBA.
1: Yeah, Rick Smith, that would have been tough. Yeah, Sean Bradley. Yeah, Sean Bradley, number one. Um, but those guys are just bodies because you had other people that were so – I believe Dick's, Alonzo Mourning would have been good, too.
0: Alonzo Mourning um, – I'm gonna give you one that I, that was dominant that I don't think would have transitioned well to today's me, The Kembe the Matumbo, yeah, cause he just he just
1: was defense. But um, no, I I agree with that. I don't think the Kemba's game would transcend over either. I don't think his game would go because you would need somebody that has a dominant low post game. Body D box.
0: possibly. <laughs>
1: People will sleep on Vladi for his passing yeah. too. That's his why passing, I'm saying his yeah. passing his passing was sick. And he can run the floor too. That's what I like about him.
0: Devilish shrimp probably doesn't translate.
1: He can shoot. He can shoot. As long as you can shoot, you'll be fine. Him and Ku Coach, they can shoot.
0: Yeah. Yeah, so I, I disagree with Kevin, but
1: Yeah, I somebody I take his too. phone. Yeah, I think um The reason why he's reevaluating the big man stance, in my opinion, because he has Drummond on his team. He's like, how the fuck can you be this tall and be sorry? (laughs) That's probably what he's thinking. Well, that's a good place to end it.
0: Um, I'm glad Kevin Durant. I mean, um, Kevin Durant, you're stuck with Andre Drummond, and we don't have to deal with him anymore. But
1: can keep his ass.
0: (laughs) Okay, so um, on our 20th episode, we talk about the man from Toronto, The myth, the legend, Drake.
1: We'll
0: see y'all next time. Peace.